Hello, I'm back again. Okay, so I wanted to talk about a few things that I feel like was placed on my heart. So I was reading my Bible plans earlier today and I was meditating on God and just trying to keep up with that, even though it's like one of the toughest times for me. And like most of the time when I'm trying to pray, I'm being spiritually attacked. So somebody would say pray harder, but like, it feels like when I pray harder, like, I don't know. I literally feel like I'm getting nowhere, but I know that I am, but it feels like I'm getting nowhere, but I'm just working so hard. It's like running in place. It's like sprinting in place. That's what it feels like. Feels like it feels like you're sprinting in place. But regardless of the progress it feels like, you know, I am or am not making, I always, you know, I always get reminders. You know, may not be they may not be every time I want them because I really want reminders all day because I'm being tormented all day, you know. So I want reminders all day, but I know I don't always get reminders all day. And I don't sometimes even get reminders every day. No, I think I get one reminder a day, but you know, I'll be hoping that I can get like more than one reminder. Like it was a time where I was getting reminders constantly, like all day. But like now these reminders, they come, they kind of sparse. Now they're starting to come like every other day, honestly. So not every day, always, but um, mostly every day. But now they're starting to come like every other day. And my reminders are kind of like, just like, I don't even know. Like they're not even the main course. They're just like side dishes. That's what my reminders feel like. I'm not complaining, but like it is frustrating because it's so hard to like really stay like motivated not motivated i mean it's hard to stay focused and that's not because of lack of trying so when i was reading my uh bible plan today it was about for one it was about joshua and when he replaced moses but that's not where i really you know feel like i resonated the Bible plan I resonated with or the part of the Bible plan I resonated with was about Ahab. And Ahab was janky. <laughs> I realized I talked about Ahab before and didn't even realize, you know, it didn't it didn't connect to me who Ahab was. Even though I had heard his name before, it sounded familiar, read about him, all that, but it didn't connect. But that's how the devil works. He doesn't want the the word of God to actually sink in. You can read it all day, but he doesn't want it to sink in. As long as it's not sinking in, as long as it's just like empty, reading empty words, he's okay with that. Read the Bible all day, forever, as long as it's not sinking in. But the funny thing is about the funny thing about it is he's the reason why it won't sink in. So if he's not bothering you, usually it is sinking in. And then when it starts to sink in, he'll start bothering you. So you know, he would have to never leave you alone in order for the Bible to, the words to not sink into your heart, and they still will. So, um, the part about Ahab, it wasn't necessarily about his, him as a person or really his character, because I'm still learning about that part. I'm still, like, trying to 
I still need more information on his actual character. I have the basis of his character. He tolerated Jezebel, but it seemed that, you know, he didn't really have, he wasn't as wicked as she was. He didn't have, you know, the same, his his intentions weren't as wicked and he wouldn't have done a lot of things that she did. And she had to sneak behind his back in order to get a lot of things done with the power that his name held and you know, knowing that he wouldn't have he wouldn't have agreed with it if she had just told him straight up what she was doing. So Ahab isn't that bad, but he is bad because he tolerated that. He tolerated her, knowing she had those kind of tendencies, and that's how God saw it. But because even in Revelations it says, "I hold this against you that you tolerate that Jezebel." So, and I can continue, but I'll have to read it directly, and I want to misquote it. But, um, pretty much what I felt like about uh, Ahab, what resonated with me is that, you know, when he did what he did, tolerated Jezebel, and Jezebel did what she did, he was condemned to death for accepting the land that he wanted from, and I forget the guy's name, but well, he took a prophet's matter of fact, I feel like, you know, I want to, I want to say this. I want to mention this. I want to get his name right. He deserves that. But, um, But God was pretty much wanting me to, I know that he brought it to my attention because a few times, and sorry for the um, <laughs> silence, but a few times, you know, God had, I had read over this and I had read over this and I had read over this and this was in the past week. And the first couple of times it had, I had read it, I knew what I, I was reading, but I wasn't, you know, really that interested because I had heard this story so many different times. It's like, okay, I get it. I get it. I understand Jezebel was wicked. But honestly, I think the highlight of the story is Elijah and his faith. But God wanted me to notice. I know because this time when I read it, I felt like it's the third time. Third time's a charm. It really sunk in, like, pay attention. Pay attention to what it is that she did. And the part about it that he wanted me to pay attention to was the part where she kind of, you know, snuck behind his back, sent out the letters, you know, and did all of these different things without his consent. 
So I guess maybe the thing that I needed to realize was that they weren't in cahoots 100%. Because maybe I looked at the story. I didn't blame God for anything. Like, I guess that's because I didn't actually 100% realize that Ahab was a king. He appointed, well, he was a descendant of David. So he was a king that God necessarily, appoint, he, he appointed him king, but not as specific as he did David. But I guess I think, I guess God knows me because when I realized that he was appointed as king, I would have questioned, I wouldn't have questioned God, but I would have questioned why. Why was he appointed king if you knew his tendencies? And it wasn't, it wouldn't even be like, you know, me feeling like, you know, questioning God's character because I know it's quick, his character. I just would have questioned what it is I need to see in that. And God already filled in that blank before I got to that. It's like, what you need to see was that Ahab wasn't completely wicked like Jezebel. Not saying that's okay. I don't want to make it a, you know, I don't want to make it seem like because he's who he is. No, I don't want to say that because that's not even insinuated. But I don't want to make it seem like it was he was less to blame. Just even though he, you know, because he played the part that he did play in it, regardless. But the fact of the matter is, is that Ahab wouldn't have done that. Excuse me. If Jezebel would have told him what she was trying to do. If she would have told him how she was going to go about it, he wouldn't have otherwise done that. He really, really, really wanted the vineyard a lot. But he couldn't take it from that man. So he went into a depression, sort of a depression, but he was sad. Jezebel, instead of going into a depression, decided, you know, devise some wicked plan to take it from him. Ahab wouldn't have taken it. He would have, he couldn't accept that he, that he, it wasn't, he couldn't accept the no, but he, he didn't go and take it. He wouldn't take it. I mean, he kind of did, pretty much took it, but that's without knowing what it took to get it. He wouldn't have done that. That doesn't make him completely void of responsibility because he still tolerated Jezebel. Whether he knew that she would go do something like that, he knew that she, he had to know she was capable of things like that. And that was God's issue with him. You're tolerating this as if you're not the king. As if you don't have a responsibility, a moral responsibility. And more than that, you have to answer to me. But overall, to sum it all up, we all know about Ahab's, you know, shortcomings and what he did wrong. Overall, God showed mercy on Ahab, even Ahab. Because Ahab actually felt bad. He actually had a conscience. Once he realized what Jezebel did framed that man and had him stoned to death for something he didn't do just to take his land ahab actually cared he actually felt bad he actually had a conscience and that's i feel like the most important part of it that we may go astray but as god's children if you're truly his chosen you will always not always but i feel like it's I just, I couldn't see 
someone being God's chosen, being appointed with so much responsibility, so much power, and not, you know, at least having that basis of conscience, that basis of, you know, moral responsibility. Because God was going to wipe them out. But why was God so patient? He's so patient with all of us. But I feel like his patience, you know, had a lot to do with the fact that he knew that Ahab wasn't, you know, like Jezebel. He wasn't completely wicked. Now, he did things that were wicked in God's eyes. He, he violated the first and third commandments, which is he didn't worship only our Lord God and our Lord God only. And he worshiped false idols. Those two things, I think, are the one of, I don't want to say they're biggest things, but it seemed like they're the most, because God is such a jealous God, they're the most frustrating things that we do as humans. Worship false gods. And it bothers God. It truly does. But... All of the commandments are wrong. If you violate all the I mean, they're all right. But if you violate any of those commandments, you're wrong. That being said, um, God showed mercy on Ahab and said, you know what? I'm not going to make you suffer. But you're going to die thinking that your descendants are going to inherit your throne and carry on your legacy. You're going to die thinking that you did enough to create generational wealth to generate generational wealth not create it he didn't create it but generate generational wealth and continue it and your child your son is going to fail i'm going to have a heavy hand on him everything that you did he's going to have to answer for now like i said ahab wasn't as bad as he seemed he wasn't as bad as he would seem he was for tolerating Jezebel, who was that bad. But also, you know, when it comes down to it, he's still like you would question would he care if it's not him. Jezebel wouldn't. But Ahab would care because he cares that his legacy will be carried on. And God is like, it won't be. And you'll die thinking that it is and it won't be. And that thing, that part about it is like, it really, 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 really bothers me. Because we live in a generation where most people, they don't care. Most people don't care. If it's not going to bother me. Now, I won't say most people don't care. Because the, the fact of the matter is, is if, is if a lot of people can't do well for themselves or hopefully want to do well for at least their children. Like, I don't want anything that I've gone through my child to have to go through. Like, most people, or so I thought. I've come to the realization that a lot of people are, like, they don't care. They don't really care about what happens to their child. If, if it comes down to me getting whatever I want out of life right now and you end up having to take the blame and suffer for it I'm going to do that and I used to think well I still kind of think that part of that is out of ignorance part of that is out of you know just 
temporary pleasure, not really being able to see how severe that is or just not necessarily, you know, being fully not taking full responsibility, being a little bit naive. I feel like if you get older, then you understand the importance of that. So I can't fully say that that's everyone. But genuine, genuinely, like, I don't care what anybody says. There's so many people out here in this world that as long as they get what they want, they don't care what happens to their children. They don't care what happens to their mother. They don't care what happens to their grandparents. They don't care what happens to their aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, cousins. As long as I'm getting what I want out of it, who cares what happened to them? This is about me. I got to worry about myself. And that's a lot of people's genuine, like, attitude towards things. Because they really feel like they don't care about me. And even if they do, it's like, just because they care about me, that's not my responsibility. They care the same. And I, you don't know how many different times, like, I've been around different people who are, like, in the mindset of, so what? So what if it affects someone else? So what if it hurts someone else? It's not hurting you. So just do it. And like I've never had that. I've never been able to do things like that. Like I won't say I've never done something and thought, well, as long as it's not affecting me, I mean, as long as it doesn't hurt me, then I'm not going to do it. But I can't, but I can also say I've never not had that gut feeling that conscious you know thought where it's like that was was that really okay how okay is that you know do i really want to be that kind of person would i would i make a you know a habit of this no not really and if i do make a habit of this you know i hope one day i can you know make right on that i hope one day i can be better i hope one day i can grow from this i hope one day i'm not thinking this type of stuff is okay like, I don't want to be thinking this kind of stuff is okay forever. And it's amazing to me how many people don't see it like that. Like, if it lasts forever, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let it last as long as it can. What you mean you don't want it to last forever? So you want it to end? You want you being able to get away with stuff and other people paying the price for it to end? Like, if anything, you should never want to get caught. If anything, you should never want to take responsibility for it yourself. That's really the mindset. And I can't relate. I can't relate. Like, it hurts me. It hurts me to see that happen to other people. It hurts me to do that. And... It hurts me that even because I decide not to be that kind of person, I might be the person that it usually falls on. And people will say that, like, you know that, you know, if you don't do it, then somebody's going to end up doing it to you. So you want to be the person that that ends up happening to? Like, I'd rather than be the person that did that to someone. But of course, you know, you obviously made your choice when you tried to tell me how to make mine you clearly made a decision you clearly chose for yourself you clearly felt like whatever it was whatever decision you made not not it not having to fall on other 
you're not it not having to fall on you even if it falls on somebody else even if it's you know even if like someone else suffers because of what you did someone who you're supposed to be setting the table for even if they have to suffer for what you did it doesn't matter you don't care and it was it's amazing to me because honestly in the beginning of this you couldn't have i wouldn't have said that i would have said no no like most people if they ever end up in that situation they didn't know they didn't know that it would happen like that they didn't know that it would fall on their children they wouldn't they wouldn't have made the decision that they made if they knew it would fall on their children they would have found another way and i've come to find out that the one thing that god was trying to protect me from is that that's not actually true like people will know full well it's going to fall on someone else and they feel lucky to get that they feel lucky to get that that type of option oh it's going to fall on my children i don't have to actually take responsibility for it oh that's easier than i thought it was going to be and the problem with that is you know not feel responsible for what you don't feel responsible for like you don't feel responsible for your children you don't feel responsible for your grandchildren you don't feel responsible for your legacy i feel responsible for all of that because i'm living already in a situation where i feel like generational curses have been passed down onto me but i don't only feel responsible for my, my own generational curse i feel responsible for all of our generational curses as a people and I can't imagine how you cannot feel responsible for not even your own blood's generational curse, let alone everyone else around you that looks like you, that acts like you, that believes in the things that you believe in, that's supposed to go to the place you're going. I can't, I can't fathom it. I don't understand. And that some, I can't lie that it, you know, I'm dealing with, I'm battling you know, not resentment because I don't hold resentment towards anything or anyone. But I'm battling just how I feel about that. I'm battling accepting that and agreeing with whether that's right or not. Because I just don't feel like God should allow that. Because I feel like people, they love that that is, they love that that can be an option. They love that that is, you know, even can be even be considered with the moral responsibility they don't have. They love that that's 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 possible. They love that. And for them to be able to get away with that and then somebody possibly come after them that would have never done that. That would have never felt that way. That that wish that nobody out here like that even existed. Like God is a fair God. He's going to give them a fair opportunity to build, rebuild, and you know make up for their ancestors, parents, grandfathers, family members' mistakes. But they're born with the weight of that already on their shoulders before they even got the opportunity to decide for themselves and god knows everything so maybe they'll be just like their parents maybe they won't care either maybe they deserve it but maybe they don't maybe they are born into an unfair 
situation and it's already an unfair world and and then things just go downhill from there with them already not even being taught the the different survival instincts that they would need with the kind of personality and character that they have god's always there don't get me wrong but they still have to answer for they still have to deal with first of all not even being taught how to be that kind of person to take responsibility for themselves their their descendants to come and other people around them other good people around them are just people period they're already not even taught that so they're struggling with learning how to you know relearn everything they've ever was taught they ever was taught and then they also have to deal with the fact that even if you have to relearn everything you ever was taught you still have to deal with what it is that they did you know what they didn't teach you so you relearn it and after you relearn it you you learn that you know there's a heap of stuff you know placed on my life a heap of curses a heap of responsibility that i shouldn't even be responsible responsible for a heap of things that's unfair I was born with before I even got a chance to choose. And I have to now make good and make right on that too. So not, o- not only am I born in debt, I'm also born not knowing how to get out of it. And I can turn to God and look to God, but it only feels unfair to even be in that situation to begin with why couldn't i be born with plus plus this plus that businesses money generational wealth why couldn't i be born with that but instead i'm born in debt i'm born in debt which means I'm going to have to get out of this first before I can even create generational wealth for myself. No, before I can even create wealth for myself and then generation, then generate generational wealth for my descendants. I'm born in debt. I'm born behind. I'm born with a negative sign. While others are born with plus. They don't even start at zero. They start with plus. I don't even start at zero. I start with negative. How is that fair? How is that fair? Now, I know it sounds like I'm complaining and like I just, you know, I'm against God or whatever it is. No, because what I've come to realize, the realization I've come to, and I don't want to sway anybody. The realization I've come to is that when it's unfair like that for you, God makes it. He boosts you more. He gives you more. Since you were born 10 times negative, this one move can put you 10 times ahead. If you follow directions, if you're obedient to me, if you love your neighbor, if you forgive, if you follow my word, if you walk in righteousness, if you're holy, if you are a good person, this this step might put you 30 times ahead. Now you just created generational wealth. First of all, you just made up for the generational curse. You made up for the debt you were in. But I'm not even going to make it even. I'm not even going to square it out and put you at zero. I'm actually going to go ahead and double that. No, triple it. 
on and on and on and on until you get to 10 times. And it only took one move for you. And I'm not saying that it's only going to take one move for you. I'm just saying that's the God we serve. That's how merciful he is. That's how graceful he is. That he will make up for everything that's unfair for you. He'll be unfair for you too. Meaning, while the devil's cheating, he'll cheat for you. That wasn't unfair that you had to start, you know, like that when you were destined for greatness. Now your parents just, because of the decisions they made, they actually took away from your destiny before you even born. That's not fair that you were born like that. So God is like, okay, we'll make this one move and I'll make up for everything that they did in your life. And then I'll make sure that you are so abundant and that you are so blessed that the people, the descendants that come after you, they won't have to deal with what you dealt with. They won't have to go through what you went through. Now, the thing I found is actually happening is that people find out that I didn't have a chance before I started. I never even had a chance. So why try? Why even care? Why even put in any effort? I might as well do the same thing my parents did and not care about anybody but myself. I might as well be worse than them. I might as well go and do something more selfish. And, you know, the the, the person after me, my descendant that comes after me, they'll just have to deal with that. Why? Because I shouldn't have had to deal with that. And... I'm not about to take responsibility for what someone else did. And I ain't even do nothing yet. And you know what? When I go and do something, what do it matter? I've already been drugged down. I'm already in debt. That's not even my debt. So guess what? I'm going to create more debt. Then I'm going to go ahead and pass that on to my descendant. They'll deal with that. I don't want to take responsibility for somebody else's mistakes. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that guy. I don't think that's fair. And guess what? I wouldn't do it. But when you're placed in a position where you see how bad it is. Like you see. You know. What it's going to take from you. In order to make up for. Something you're not even responsible for. I can. I can. I can sympathize with you you not caring. I can sympathize with that. I don't think it's okay. I don't understand it. No. I mean, I understand it, but I, I wouldn't do it myself. But yet still, I can sympathize with that because that's so unfair. Imagine everybody being able to start at a finish line. I mean, at the at the start line, but you have to start all the way in a parking lot somewhere. And not only do you have to start all the way in a parking lot somewhere, you got to start with bricks wrapped around your ankles. And you're carrying cinder blocks, too. Oh, and let's just say, you know, you have a leg injury. But you got to catch up. And you got to make it. And as soon as you get, as soon as you look like you're catching up, as soon as you're about to actually um, get to your opponents, it took hellfire. Not hellfire, excuse me. It took everything in you that you never had to get there. Now your your opponents are throwing obstacles in your way.
oh you can handle it you made it this far with those center blocks and those bricks wrapped around your ankles and that leg injury you know it's already you're already good you can do it you can handle it because it took blessings from god it took mercy and grace and faith to even get there but they see it as well if you can make it through that you can make it through anything so it's no there's no harm in me making it harder for you why should it be that easy for you as if it was easy to get there and people don't see nothing wrong with that everybody's like oh yeah that just makes it more interesting that just makes your story so much more interesting when you make it to the finish line. But if you never make it to the finish line, they're like, oh, that's sad. That's so sad. You know, even though you had those bricks tied around your ankles with that leg injury and those center blocks on your shoulder and those obstacles, you had to make it over. And everybody else started way before you. That's just so sad. That's all. Moving on. Next story. Who won? This is what we have to go through. If you don't ever finish, then you won't ever. All you'll have is that was sad. Like, will you even be remembered? After everything you went through, you won't be able to forget. But you won't even be remembered. And that's what we'll have to go through. No, that's what we have to go through. That's what we've been going through. And forgive me. For not understanding that. Forgive me for not agreeing that that is fair. It's not fair. Now, people who don't have to go through this kind of stuff always say, oh, you do is complain. I'm tired of the complaining. Then it's like, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. But if I didn't feel like it would truly change your, it would it would educate your ignorance and make you be able to see it from my perspective. I would want you to have to start like how I started. Go through what I went through and still say that. And mean it. Nope. It's like people can't walk a mile in your shoes. But will still tell you how to walk in your shoes like it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me and it doesn't it doesn't sit right with me but god being fair god being gracious and merciful i guess i don't care what other people say or think i really don't care what they say or think now it's i only care about how he sees it how he feels about it and i know he knows my heart and so even when i don't understand I just want to know, what is it to understand about that? What is it I'm not getting? Because I'm not saying that I just won't understand my heart is stubborn and that I'm not willing to understand. What I'm saying is that I don't. And I don't think it's fair. And I don't think that a lot of times anybody would think that's fair. And that being said, over the years, I've prayed to God and asked him to just have mercy and just be gracious about the different things that, you know, we go through. 
and have to go through because I know that he already is clearly but I ask again because I I get that I understand that I understand what it's like to be born into a world that's already against you for one you're born in debt your parents didn't know how to get out of debt themselves they only created more for you and never taught you how to get out of it and you just born with no real skills but having to learn everything from scratch and having to fight your way out of every situation that you wouldn't even put yourself in and then when you get finally get anywhere or while you're fighting through it the main the main thing somebody wants to say is i don't want to hear that complaining when you say it's not my fault though so no excuses even though it's not an excuse but regardless of anything you know that's why i just even when i know we so wrong we're so wrong we can be so wrong like when i see somebody doing the most wrong things like oh this person you know sold their soul to the devil for a contract and didn't care who would affect they didn't care who they were hurting matter of fact they're um they're actually contributing to genocide they don't care about nobody but themselves as long as they got a part as long as they're okay as long as they'll be better than they started or as long as they'll be at least okay in the end or not even okay they won't be okay they won't be better than they started but they'll just be better than others as long as that's the case and i still ask god like god forgive us because god kept me god kept me like he kept me from that mindset he kept me from that personality that character defect he kept me from that he genuinely did but ultimately all it took was one straw that you know how they said a straw that broke the camel's back all it would have took is one straw god always kept it voided at one straw so that my back wouldn't break so that my wheel wouldn't break so that my choices wouldn't change so that i wouldn't be that person and ultimately i'm gonna like after what i've been through it would it would be a shame for me to say that the smallest little thing would tip me over the edge because that's definitely not the case if i thought that before okay but now absolutely not because it's been way past the smallest little thing like it's been the devil is a habitual line crosser and that's all he's been doing is crossing lines but all it has taught me is how strong i never knew i actually was and that's what god intended he intended for me to see that i'm actually strong no matter i'm stronger than i think that it, it's not going to take the it's not going to be the littlest thing that tipped me over the edge i am who i am under fire because he built me like that he made me like that can't nobody stop that can't nobody get in the way of that the devil can't just throw a monkey wrench in my plants and i switch and flip like i hate to sound corny but like reciprocals i cannot flip like that i cannot do that I'm just not built like that. 
because I'll always reach that crossroad where it's like, oh, it would just be so easier for me to just do that. It would be so easier, so much easier if I just only cared about myself. It would be so much easier if I just gave up. It would be so much easier if I just decided to be on that side. It just, it just would be so much easier. And ultimately, I'm like, but it's not more worth it. It's not more worth it. I could be over there, and you know what? I would be over there thinking, even if I was able to forget what it is, the responsibility that I had, I would be over there knowing that the easier way out, it don't feel as good as you think it do when you get there. It don't look as good. The grass ain't always greener on the other side. But regardless of the grass not being green on the other side, like it's that 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 void in your chest where it's like that wouldn't even be there if you done it right. You would have that hole in your chest, that hole in your soul, that just emptiness that you feel if you had done it right. If you had done it with God, God does it so perfectly. He fills you up. He doesn't only patch you up. He gives you a new thing. Your heart is torn to pieces. He's not just going to super glue it back together. He's going to give you a new heart. A whole new one. Like that new car smell. And it's amazing to me that I wouldn't even realize that if I didn't fight first. I wouldn't know what that feels like if I gave up. I would only wish to know what that feels like. Or... I would die thinking that what I had was good enough. And that's even worse than wishing you knew what that felt like. Because if you wish you knew what that felt like, at least you know what's better for you. At least you have a good enough head on your shoulders to know that there's something better out there. But to think that whatever it is that you have is good enough, not knowing what really is good enough, that's worse. Because you die in ignorance. Dying in ignorance is the scariest thing. That's the scariest thing. Like, I've come to find out that's like no nightmare. No nightmare in the world is sufficient enough to be equal to that. Dying in ignorance. Not ever even knowing what was better out there. The one thing about me is I love knowledge. I love to learn I love the truth. I want to know what's out there. I want to know what's on the other side. You know, even at the end of the day, if I go over there and fail, at least I knew what it was like. At least I found out what it was, what it, what I did not know. At least I was able to learn something about it. At least I was able to expand my mind in that way. I would have never even known about it. And even though sometimes I get, you know, whiny and I say, I might as well not even have tried. Ultimately, I know when it comes down to it, I'm grateful to have even been able to cure a little bit of my ignorance on that subject. Or educate myself about something. And God unblinding me, opening my eyes and showing me all these different things he's been showing me. Even if I don't win, which will be the worst thing ever. I'm not saying it. Oh my gosh. It's a great, you know, it would be great to lose. No. I don't, nobody wants to lose. It would be the worst thing ever for me to lose. I don't want to lose. But ultimately, if I did, 
I know that that's so much better than never having tried. Because imagine never having tried and never even knowing what it was you could have won. That is so sad. That is so scary. That is so scary. Like, how do I explain it? I mean, I am explaining it, but how do I bring you to this understanding? It's like when I was blind and I thought that I was okay. And I'm like, so what? Who needs it? Like, it wasn't even so who needs it. I didn't even know what I was like. I didn't know what it was. It was like, whatever I have, what I got right now, this is great. I love this. I'm doing it. I'm really doing it. And then eventually I got to another level and I look back on what it was I thought I was doing and thought to myself, huh, that's what people was talking about when they said, you think you're doing it until you see something else or until you get something else or until you, you rise to the next level. You think you're rich until you see wealthy and it's not about coveting somebody else's lifestyle it's not about wanting what somebody else have it's not about wanting always wanting it's not about not being grateful for what you have because i was grateful for what i had but that doesn't always equate to not wanting more being grateful for what you have does not mean you cannot want more I was grateful for what I had at some points and did not and was so ignorant to what more was. That doesn't and that's not okay. Like I said, there's a yes and no to everything. There's a good and bad to every situation. So you can think that something is enough and something is so is so great until you're introduced to greater. And the one thing you'll be saying once you're introduced to greater is, wow. Well, I have, how, I, how have I been missing out on this for this long? Where have you been my whole life? And then you get to greater and you're like, wow. I, I, I remember when that was a, a, the, I thought that was the highest I'd ever get. I thought that was the next level of things. That's what it feels like every single time God enlightens me on something in this world. It feels like I could have stayed where I was and that would have been a tragedy. The last place I was at, I thought that it didn't get no greater than that. But now look, God always, that's why it's important to trust him. Because when we're our own gods, the things we don't even know about, we'll never be able to experience because we're too busy chasing the things we do. So it's like, when do you have time to find out what else is out there? And even if you're able to find out what else is out there or whatever, you'll never be able to truly understand on a higher level because we can only know so much. I want to say that. I don't want to say you can only know so much. I don't want to ever put a cap on or, or a limitation on your abilities. But what I'm saying is that we will never know as much as God knows. So therefore, we can never be able to expand in that way. We'll, he'll always be able to expand anything that we do or are capable of i'm not saying you ever you're ever excuse me i'm not saying you're ever incapable of expanding what i'm saying is that you're always well you'll never be as capable as, of expanding as god is 
So imagine not being able to even see it that way. Imagine not even understanding that he sees a picture so much bigger and so much greater than anything we could ever see. And we still haven't even scratched the surface on the things that we're capable of ourselves. Now, I'm not saying I don't want to make that sound like, you know. We're in reality, what are we really capable of ourselves? That's what I'm saying. But that just goes along with what I'm saying. God sees something so much greater and so much bigger. Like, we're working on such a small level. When God is everything. You could learn everything you feel there is to know. And you will still know nothing compared to God. That's what I mean. Imagine being... that sure that you have done everything there is to do that you have all that there is to have that you are abundant and you have more than you need and all this other stuff imagine feeling like that and god is like that's not even anything that's nothing and that's what god always does for me that's what he always does for me every single time i'm like god this is so much more than I ever thought I need I ever thought I'd be this is so much more than I could ever even imagine on my most imaginative day and God is like that's nothing forever blowing your mind because even though we as humans tend to believe that there's no limit to our capabilities. There's no limit to what we're capable of. In reality, we place limits. We place limits without even knowing it, without even realizing it. That's all we do is place limits on ourselves, honestly. And the only person who's able to truly remove that cap of enlightenment is God. And how does he remove it? By showing us something we never even thought could, we never knew existed. We never could have even imagined on our own. We never could have seen in a million years, even if all our minds were smashed together. We never could have done it ourselves. That's how God removes the cap. That's how God removes the limitations. And you thought you didn't have any. That's why we need him. We are creations. He's the creator. And even though we as creations create new things and are creative, we can never be the creator. Because what you have to understand is that God who created us, the creator, he created all your creativity. So if you believe that you are so far past limitations and there's no limit to what you can do, you need to understand that God made you like that. So where's the limits to what he can do? Why would you want to do it without him? Why would you want to do it on your own? When he is that abundant. But regardless of him being that abundant, he's that merciful, he's that gracious, and he's that loving. Which means he wants you to have it. He wants you to know it. He wants you to be it. He wants it for you more than you want it for you because you don't even know what you want. You don't even know what there is to want. 
You saw everything it is over here, and then it's still all of this over there. And if he left you where he was at, it would be like, well, they're happy with what they got, though. And they still haven't even reached this part of it. They can. They know it's out there. But they, when they get over there, they're going to, you know, they might expand to this part. Then they might expand to that part. But guess what? There's still all this over here that they probably won't even ever be able to see or reach unless I hand it to them. And instead of him saying, oh, because they think they got it, I ain't going to hand it to them. Why? Why would I? They got it. No, he's like, I'm going to hand it to you to show you why you need me. And you always need me. And that's okay. Why do people, why are people upset with needing God when God wants you to need him? Well, I guess some people are like, you want me to need you. That's why I don't want to need you. But in reality, it's like, it's not about, it's not just about him wanting you to need him. It's more so about you needing him, just period. Like, he does want you to need him because he wants what's best for you. He wants what you don't even know is possible. He wants what's out what's out there for you that you don't even know exists. That's why he wants you to need him. Because he wants all these different things for you that you can't provide for yourself. That's why he wants you to need him. But it's more than that. It's about you needing him anyway and not being able to admit it. It's like, even with all this stuff you're capable of doing, you're struggling with that. I can help you with that and then still introduce you to all of this that you didn't even know about yet. And imagine thinking you were the one who always expands everyone else around you. And then God exists. But... Ultimately, you will definitely, I don't know what to say. I don't, I really don't know what to say because I feel like that's for God. That's, I feel like that's God's, ultimately I do feel like that will be God's position to change your mind if you genuinely feel like you don't need him. And if you're dead set on that and your your heart is set on not needing him and you're, you know, you've made your choice. No one can change your mind. It takes for God to expand your mind. It takes for God to show you something you have ne- otherwise never have known. You would have otherwise never have been able to accomplish on your own. You have otherwise never have been if it weren't for him. It takes for him to do that first in order for you to be like wow because he didn't even have to do that he didn't have to do that he didn't even have to care he could have been like wow you're 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 not even even if you're whether you're happy or not you know you've chosen you don't want to hear from me but he's still like but you need it and even when you don't need it i want you to have it i want you to see a little bit of what I see or a lot but I just know that I wouldn't want to go back to what 
whatever it is I thought I was winning with before. Now, I might sometimes feel like giving up on fighting for more because of how many people are fighting me to not have more. But ultimately, I, w- I wouldn't want to go back to not knowing what I know now. And I still know nothing, really. I don't know a thing. And anything it is, I can get taught everything that everybody knows in this world and still wouldn't know a thing. And anybody who disagrees with that, it's like, you don't know a thing. God knows everything. And if He, even if he made all information accessible to me, I still wouldn't know a thing. And I'm realizing that. But some people will say, well, if I had, it doesn't matter. I don't have to know everything. As long as I know enough, I'll be happy. I'll be good. And you think that. You don't even really know what happy is. That's what it is. You don't know what happy is. You don't know what accomplished is. You don't know what smart is. You don't know what knowledgeable is. You don't know what any of that stuff that you think you're you are. You don't know what that really is. You never will know it without God. And even then, can you know it? Like cuz it's one thing to even choose him and want to know these things and be willing, but it's another thing to actually allow yourself to. So you can learn, like, God could be willing to give you this information, but if you're not willing to accept it, if you're not willing to do what it is that you need to do to be the person to receive it, you still won't know anything. So, I just pray that the Lord gives me the heart to receive, the heart to accept, the heart to never stop receiving and never stop accepting everything that he wants me to have. And also to receive in the first place. Not just to receive, but just to be able to receive. Because before I knew what I wanted to pray for, he gave me the right prayers. And when he gave me the right prayers, he told me that I had to be made into the person to receive the things in my prayers. Because at one point, I didn't know what to pray for. Because I didn't even know what I deserved. And God showed me what I deserve and told me what I deserve. And not only did he show me what I deserve and tell me what I deserve, he also put me in a position to get it, to receive it. Then once he put me in a position to receive it, he started building me up to the, the kind of person to it, to actually deserve it. The kind of person to maintain it and the kind of person to keep receiving past that level. You don't just stop here. You keep going. What I want for you is far more than you ever will imagine or think. And you know what God told me? He told me, imagine the biggest, greatest thing you could ever imagine ever. And I did. And I imagined it and I told him about it and he said, bigger. And so I was like, okay, what's bigger than that? Because maybe I'm not thinking big enough. And so I started trying to think bigger. And... It got to a point where I couldn't even think bigger. I'm like, what's bigger than that? Like, literally, I I tried to. 
I'm like, maybe I'm not being imaginative enough. Let me start trying to think of what's bigger than that. What's bigger than a new heaven, a new earth? What's bigger than world peace? What's bigger than a new world without evil? What's bigger than everybody okay forever? What's bigger than us thriving in that? He said, think bigger than that. That's what you're getting. And that's the God we serve. The God who wants us to have something like that. 